Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to the Churros y Tácticas podcast. It is Tuesday, the 11th of April. Kian and I are back together again. We're back, baby! We hope all of you have had a nice Easter's, a nice Semana Santa. Hopefully you guys got together for the celebrations, if you celebrate that. Uh, there's Passover, if I'm not mistaken, for... Our Jewish listeners, there is Ramadan for our Muslim listeners, uh, all kinds of things happening uh, around these dates for the different religions. If you're the Dalai Lama, you're asking a little boy to suck your tongue. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's uh, hey, I didn't say it. The Dalai Lama said it. So I might be out of the loop it, on that one. I don't know what you're talking are about. Are you serious? Dude, it's insane. Uh, I don't know how people are not. Uh, no se enteran, how are they not in the loop about this? It's been news everywhere. Also, I say this because my sisters and my closest friend didn't know about it. And I was like, you haven't seen it? There's video footage of the Dalai Lama. I we just know Googled who he it. Is, of course. Um, and I am disgusted. It, it, well, let, let me give context to it, if you will. But, but yes, it is disgusting. There's no if, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Basically, this boy, I don't know exactly what the event is, but it was this boy's lifelong dream. It's a young boy. I don't know, maybe around between the ages of 10 and 12. Lifelong dream to meet the Dalai Lama. He does so. He's Dalai Lama sitting in his chair, microphone in front of him. The media, the world media in front of this man. The boy gives him a hug what you could call a hug, I guess. The Dalai Lama sort of does that awkward sort of like kiss thing. The boy like pulls away. Uh, Then the Dalai Lama kind of laughs and does an awkward thing of like putting the heads together. Again, you know, religious leaders, that's why I'm I'm not a religious man. But, but, you know, they have their awkward ways of socializing and and talking to people or they can touch people somehow. Anyway, then he fucking comes out and says... (laughs) Why don't you suck on my tongue? <laughs> he says it like in the mic. Everybody's sort of awkwardly chuckling. The boy's like, fuck that idea. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> like, I didn't want to kiss your nasty ass. And then the, the, the chuckle some more. Anyway, the video ends. And, and obviously then, you know, it went viral. News outlets everywhere was writing about it. And the Dalai Lama posted something on his social media uh, saying, yeah, I'm sorry, and uh, that was inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, okay. And here we I, are. This is disgusting. <laughs> That's a terrible way to start the podcast. I don't tell you. Um, well, I don't think so. I think the world should know about this kind of sick shit so that we stop taking these people so holy. Like these are the holiest of holy, the moral of the, the most moral, the most virtuous people in the world that we like, we cling to every word to, for like, sanity. In the meantime, the only people it's a fucking should be worshiping are me and Diego. We are the only <laughs> infallible, ethically superior people here that you, you guys should be taking examples to. Um, because we bring your churros y tacticas. So far, we got the churros out of the way. Now let's talk about some tacticas. <laughs> um, Ken wants to skip this page quick. Like, I, yeah, I'm I'm ready to turn the page here. Um, I just want to say that I don't know if we can somehow get this in writing mm. and hold ourselves to this. Every single classico, somehow after you and I cannot get together. Now, I think, truth be told, the patron rave reviews from Patreon uh, on the weekend show, everyone thought you did an unbelievable job at piecing it together. So for those of you guys who did not get in on the action over on patreon.com Diego and I were unable to record together uh, after the Classico. So I did a part one podcast where I set... A bunch of questions up for Diego. Little challenges, little kind of playful pushes and uh, questions, hard-hitting questions to Diego about Barcelona's performance against Real Madrid and Camavinga being better than Gavi and so forth. And Diego actually came back and he did a part two, which was absolutely incredible. He played my podcast, and he responded to it in real time with some music and all this stuff. And it was masterfully done. And a lot of people commented and said that it was basically like having me there in real time, uh, like a face, uh, like a face to face conversation. So it flowed naturally. But but as great as it was, Diego left the podcast for a second. He's back. Diego, I was just filling in our listeners about like the great job you did in the part two, making it seem like it was a real conversation. So masterfully done. Um, but I would just say we got to hold ourselves like we got to yeah. make an oath to say we got to no matter what Easter, Christmas, I know. the apocalypse, the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Kids swimming. Either, kids birthdays. Trust me. Nothing can. You know, we have to make sure we record together after the next. It's true. Class go. It's true. It's true. And and uh, this is not an excuse or defense, but I did text you on the night. I said, I could do it tonight. I don't think you saw it because you were off, obviously, doing your Managing Madrid podcast. I did see it, but while I was recording yeah, uh, yeah my yeah. Managing Madrid podcast, yeah. And then the next day, I, I had those, again, the commitments, not just with my family, uh, but also with friends and, and their kids. And I, it just, it wasn't possible. Um, the universe has it out against us when it comes to recording together in post classicos, at least, you know, we're on a bad streak. Uh, I think over the six years we've done our post classicos, we're on a bad streak. It's una mala racha. Uh, this one falls on me wholeheartedly. And, um, look, man, it was the last one as well. So there won't be any classical for a while, uh, until next season to be quite, or to the, I, the, the, the preseason, oh my God. rather. I pray to God 
we get another Vegas friendly. I'm so... I think I, there is. Please, I think it's please, like already in the books. Please. Yeah. I had way too much fun in Vegas last summer. And I am, my body is ready to go back to Las Vegas to watch Real Madrid play against Barcelona. Whatever happens on the field, I don't care. I don't even care if we lose that game. The Catalan journalist next to me can celebrate like he won the Champions League title. I'm okay with it. I just want to be in Vegas for another few days watching Real Madrid and Barcelona. And I want to crash. I want to crash, crash the Barcelona training again like I did last year. Infiltrating. God damn it, Kian. You have me really intrigued, and I would imagine all of our listeners as well. We want to know what the fuck happened in Vegas, and don't give me that, what happens in Vegas, this Vegas. What? Well, you okay. have to come to Vegas for the Classico. I will this come is to... unacceptable. Right, you can just this. follow your club. Let me see this, okay? They can't, like, you You got to, like, they got to be able to pay for that to come with, like, so you can come to that, right? You work for them. Yeah, I mean, well, I the thing is, the reporters there. go. The reporters go. It, 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 uh, I as think a you presenter, have to make a pitch. Your you job pitch. is in the studio, so you don't get to travel with the team. There's other people that travel with the team. Can you make a pitch? Say, hey, I have this idea. I, I uh, could. I could. We want to follow the follow the team and, and and interview like and make like a special like you know I don't know like come up with a pitch and make it work. I will work on it. All right. Cool. Um, listen, what do you want to talk about this week? Because, well, I think some people are, are want to have a bit of a part three, I guess, of okay. the classic. So my response to your response kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that would be good. I mean, I, I actually didn't hear any of the, your managing Madrid pod. So, and because your, your part paywall. one was, was brief. Oh, it was paywall. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really get a sense of your, other than your initial churros and rolling the R, tacticas. That was funny. Uh, I didn't get a sense of what you, how you felt the night went for Hail Maggi. Obviously deserved win. The biggest win since before Keon was born. And uh, Uh, biggest one. 1995, Ivan Zamorano, bam, bam, hat trick, baby. Michael that's Laudrup. More or less, Michael that's Laudrup when you were born. Good side. <laughs> but that's when you were born, more that's or less. That's true. I what, was born year? in 1997. True. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I guess that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to start there, then we can talk about the weekend. I mean, fuck, a lot happened over the weekend. Um, what's no, the latest weekend on is that? boring. I mean, Barca won the league. What? No, I mean, I'm talking about Real Madrid. I, I, the real story Real. is what happens underneath Real Madrid right now. I mean, Atletico could very possibly grab Only second. Only two points away. Yeah. Right. Uh, Via Real's win against us was massive for them. Um, it was so good. Yeah. There's a lot at, at stake underneath the, the fight bracket. You what know? do you know about the Baena fight? Yeah. Well, I, I suppose Bayana Fede is not something we've discussed yet. Yeah, there is that. I mean, I have not commented on that. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't really. It's one of those things where like everybody has to like just put an opinion quickly, and I don't. I'm always. I don't know. I I don't really. I didn't feel like chiming in on that for whatever reason, other than the fact that. Um. If anyone said anything about my kid, if any, any, anyone said anything about your kid, 
I'm sure we all would react to some degree that maybe we would regret later. I don't think what Fede did is justifiable. Uh, but I also don't blame him for reacting a certain way. And obviously there's going to be, I mean, he's going to get in trouble for this because there's no evidence. And of course there would be no evidence of Baena saying what he <coughs> said, because who the hell is going to be able to document something like that, that is being said to Fede. Um, and certainly Fede does not strike me as someone who would make something up like that just so he can go punch someone. It was an action that will deservedly be punished because you can't be throwing hands like that and then not accept any repercussions. But I also don't necessarily um, judge or hold anything against Fede for reacting the way he did. Because if if what if it's true that Bayana said what he did, um, I certainly can't sit here and say that I would have been... What if it's not righteous. true? What if it's not true? And because th- we saw images of the tension sort of incrementing and increasing as the, the game progressed, right? Between Fede and Baena. It just would seem really, really a little bit too ridiculous to make something like that up just so you can go punch someone after, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you would have to be kind of sick in the head to do something like to make it up. Yeah. 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 So that's why I, I believe Fede when he yeah. says that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of those things that like, that's, I don't, what am I going to comment on social media? Just to say a bunch of this stuff that I, I verbalize now, you know what I mean? And it was hard to kind of comment on other than the fact that what I said, it is what I said, basically. Yeah. But he is going to be punished for it. I mean. What's going to happen? I mean, I was reading that there could be, this could go beyond, obviously, just the the, like football. This could be actually brought to the police. Well, I think it was, right? I mean, Baena did. It, is, it, is, it has been denounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what those those punishments will be. But, mm. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that crazy. I, I think, you know what, he get, he can get charged for it. Um, and then he'll probably miss like a bunch of games in the league of the season, which quite honest, from a sporting perspective, who cares? Um, mm. But I don't think it'll be anything beyond that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't what know. Did, it's what did not Pepe get I, for I, for his uh, lash um, that eleven year, games? Eleven games. This is not worse I than what say Pepe it was did, eight is it? Or eleven? No. Or on par, I guess. At at worst. I mean, Jesus! It was because we we don't have the images, but what Pepe did was it was the most is the craziest thing I've ever seen on a pitch. It's just the person that lose like lost the plot and went full-blown psycho mode what do you think zidane would have gotten for the headbutt if he didn't retire now yeah ah, i mean okay. yeah, he retired time. so it didn't really matter it was his it was just his, yeah 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 you know. this is final that's right that was what made it so poetic uh what would he get i mean between eight and 11 matches something like that eight matches yeah. maybe so i that's probably what fed is going to get um mm. Baena's reporting like he got a little concussion. I, I'd be surprised if that was true. But how did you see that? I mean, in retrospect, forget what you know why it happened and what happened. Watching the match, were you because you, you see it when two players have it out for each other? We saw it in a classical and you know throughout history. 
Were you aware of what was happening? What was no. brewing between the two? I didn't. No. I mean, I, I, it, it's, I was completely surprised about the whole Fetty thing for obvious reasons. But at the same time, like I didn't see. We've played VARL before, and there has been tension before. Like this game didn't strike me as more tense than, mm. for example, our last game against Villarreal, where Pepe Reina got off the bench and he was yelling at Vinicius. That one seemed more tense than this one. Mm. I didn't see anything brewing that would cause some some violence. Something must have been said. Like I, that's why I believe Fede. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have man, no. Man, idea. Like my kids are com- would be completely off limits if someone said shit to me. I like honestly, hundred <clears throat> percent. I I wouldn't be able to control myself. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and act sanctimonious. I mean, I would. And also, if if what he said was true, who is the sick person, Fede or Baena? Of course, of yeah. course, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's how I feel about it. Well, let's see. I I haven't, you know, I've seen the headlines. I've not had the time to really dig into it, you know. And comunicados oficiales, like these official. Yeah, statements that get put out from one side or the other say little to nothing uh, when it comes to the actual facts. So, um, you know, it's it's just been a, talked about a lot. Journalists coming out talking about it. I haven't really heard of any. You know, the scene I imagine, which uh, was like when Mourinho was waiting for the ref in the Camino parking lot after whatever Clásico that was. Like, was that the one before uh, the poor case speech? <laughs> Yeah, it must have been. It must have been. But um, so I, you know, I would just like to know what actually happened and just hear the truth, I guess. But uh, again, yeah, uh, w- realizing that we're probably not going to get that. And, and I don't and think that we're going to really, get the truth. not going to come out and admit anything. Right. right. I, actually, in fact, he already denied it. So, yeah, correct. <laughs> so. Okay, well, and 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 then the loss to Villarreal. So, coming off of the high in the Clásico, eliminating us in the historic victory at the Camp Nou, were you guys like, woo? And I know you're going to say, like, nah, whatever, it doesn't matter, sporting-wise, Liga's loss, whatever. But now Atletico is two points behind. Surely, surely it matters whether you qualify or end the season, rather, second or third. Even I was if it thinking is just about for pride's sake. Because I said that too. We like, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I've been thinking about it. In the end, does it really matter if you finish second or third? You don't... I mean, do you still have to do the, the, like the play-in, no, the preseason I think, for the I think that's, uh, that's old news. That was before rule changes that and before. some coefficients were, were reshifted. So I think you get it anyway, automatically. Well, then it's just the pot, right? Whichever pot. Like, you don't want to... Yeah. Like if you're... If the higher you finish... You yeah. can't get drawn with the other giants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah which, which in your case, you don't care. I doesn't matter. Yeah. Put us on pot. Put us on pot Z. <laughs> the lower the pot, the better. We can we can punch above our weight, and everyone can doubt us. Um, no, look, did the 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 four nil and classic. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it was just good to get to the Copa final with regards like the score and stuff. Like, if it was against a big team, like I think it. It'd be cool, but like you know, it's just against. Uh, you know. It'll be fun against Osasuna, man. I'm looking forward to that game. 
No, I I mean I mean beating Barca. Like if like you're just beating oh, a Europa what, what League you, team, right? So like you it's fucking, not that big a deal. You like, you those these things like got to stop big, these jokes. Big wins you have to are more important this. for Barca against Real Madrid because those oh, are like the God. only trophies you win um, generally. Like, and that's why your motherfuckers are like, in the fucking, I don't see them doing these kind of dances very often. Well, we Keanu, dance against like, Carletto, Carletto going, Fiesta! <laughs> By the way, applause That's to Cynthia great. I and love the whole Villarreal guys. <laughs> oh, the the Villarreal. They trolled you right, right back. Yeah, the, when when they just trolled you so hard in that moment, that was so good, good. banter. Good, good banter. Good. Having said that, I did. I really did enjoy the Ancelotti the day off thing. I thought that was that was awesome. Um, yeah. Listen, it was good. I think we were all happy after the four 0 I think it was due. And uh, even though before the match, you sent me another one of your famous texts. You said, congrats. I think by like minute, like at minute 44 of the game before Vinny scored. It's kind of right. It's not going well. You mean to say that we were closer to the one nil than you were, you were closer to the one nil by the end of it. We were closer to the 10 nil than you were to the one nil, I think. But um <laughs> I think I asked you this. I don't remember what you what you answered. Were you worried it was going to be more than four at any point? Yeah, yeah, you asked me that. Uh, and yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I never expected it to get to four, even though I, I judged on f- from what I saw in the first half, meaning when it was 2-0 down, I felt like, look, a goal, and we're in this. That's all we yeah. need. Just fucking keep playing like we did in the first half. We're in this. And then it was the cheeky penalty, you know, and the three no. And then it was the clear, like amongst me as a, as, an, as a spectator, the shoulders were dropped. But I felt that the team was already dropping their shoulders after the one nil, you know. And then coming out in the second half, boom, five minutes in, Benzema scores the two nil. Then I felt like there was already this fragility that you mentioned, uh, and and that I also, I mean, it was so evident, obviously, that I I, I addressed became so apparent. And then it was like, holy shit, this game is lost. I still had faith as a fan that the 2-1 was there. 3-0, it was over. And then, you know, with the four, yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't want more. And at that point in time, you can expect anything to happen. So, yeah. Well, that was, um, I think, the most important question I probably asked you. And actually, you, you even spoke about it before you even pressed play on mine to see what the question mm-hmm. was, was the, the mentality yeah. part of it. Because yes. Araujo talked about it, Sergio Roberto talked about it. Um, this goes back mm-hmm. to Alba crying at halftime at Anfield, even though it's not even game's not even over. Um, mm-hmm. Conceding exactly. one or two goals and then falling apart. And I think on the flip side, when Real Madrid is the one on the other end of it, which is like the the kind of the opposite stereotypical cup game mentality guys who don't get phased by this stuff, uh, I think it seemed like a bad combination, but it also brings an interesting discussion that you guys defended way better in the first leg, not playing an open game. And I'm kind of glad that you guys decided to open but up you want to, yeah. and play mm-hmm. more football. Um, it was great. It was great for all of our attackers, and and also the one of the primary difference was well, that Rodrigo finally started the Clasico. I was really happy about that. So 
And I had to remind you of that because again, at the start, you said congrats, and I looked at his starting eleven. I'm like, well, at least Rodrigo's fucking in there. What you're already this defeatism on your part? Why? Why do you have that? I don't understand. That's why I don't understand why you could be supporting somebody like Angelotti when consistently you're disappointed with his lineups, and it just like. I just feel like you're kind of riding the roller coaster. You're like, ah, this sucks. We we win. Ah, look at this. We we win. Ah, this is bullshit. We. That's a great, great representation of what it's like being a rounded <laughs> fan. It is a roller coaster. It's constant. Um, look, the uh, the Camavinga left back thing was yes. I was skeptical about because his best position is in midfield, and I was mm-hmm. worried about you know if this is an open game and Barca attack that space in behind them, but. Camavinga was and he was a good help he for was, Rodrigo as well. He was uh there's uh, uh, for Vinny, excuse the me. The main thing also in addition to him being really good on the ball and he didn't misplace any passes that game was he did an amazing job on Rafinha defensively. And he that put was him in huge. his pocket. Yeah, he it mm-hmm. was huge for us. And so he pleasantly surprised <clears> me. I know we've seen Camavinga play great at left back before so this is not necessarily a surprise but I think I was surprised to the extent of how well he locked down Rafinha while also being great on the ball was massive for us and I would love to see sorry finish no go ahead Camavinga versus Dembele Dembele with rhythm obviously with with minutes and and healthy but if he would be as easily enulled and erased from the game like Rafinha was under Camavinga. I guess we'll never know. Well, maybe we'll hopefully know. next year. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, but no, because we, we talked about the matchup. I don't think Camavinga Vinicius. Okay, well, that's, a, that's another question, of course. He, he would have to play in that position, yeah. We're getting Fran Garcia back also in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fran mm-hmm. Garcia who scored a great goal against Atletico on the weekend in a losing cause. Shout out, shout out. That's my air horn impression. Probably better than the real thing. So, uh, well, anyways, man. Hey, what I what I liked as well is that you brought up the fact that uh, I saw this coming. I was like, I feel like yeah. the score. the impact of this will be huge. The score is going to be... Like, but you didn't uh, yeah, truly believe bit. that, did you? I did. I well, no, believe. It. No, it was just. It was a no. I had a gut feeling, mm. and the gut feeling was based on the fact that we were up three clasicos, as in you know back to back to back wins, uh, missing nearly fifty percent of our starting team. Madrid coming to the camp, no, wanting to get a win, having good momentum, having you know physically they looked as well better than Barca, so. Uh, they wanted to draw blood. I mean, I was ex- expecting a, a hung- hungry Madrid side. And, uh, you know, I was like, if it has to happen, it, it's got to happen now. Like, th- this is the match. And that's kind of what, what, what yeah. I said uh, before when talking to you as well. I'm like, But I said yeah. that, like, so many times in my life that I just gave up on the idea. <laughs> so I was really skeptical that that would happen. I think in addition to some of the things I was surprised about, like Kamavinga putting Rafinha in his pocket. Um, There's a lot of criticism right now towards Rafinha, to a lot of Barca players. There's so much pessimism. 
Lewandowski, Ansu Fati, Ferran Torres, Rafinha, Sergi Roberto, uh, Eri Garcia. Uh, who am I leaving out here? I mean, Kessie, you know, the, the Busquets, Jordi Alba, there's so, uh, Marcos Alonso. Ten players I've named right now that are under continuous fire from Cules, from Barca fans. So who are the ones that are like the everyone loves? Gabi, like in the, you, you'll be surprised. Me, in the office, I'm, I, I, I do my work. I want to get it done as quickly as possible. I'm lucky in that sense that I somewhat work autonomously, but I don't get caught up too much in the chitter chatter around the newsroom just because I'm like, I'm on time, time constraint, right? I got to get videos done, get the program organized and then record at a certain time. So I'm busy, but I hear what people talk about around me. And this is, you know, from within, like not just Kules, but people that work for the club. And, and I'm like listening to, to their takes on, you know, our, players like our players and i'm kind of like it baffles me sometimes it baffles me like how negative and and they are towards these players so yeah that is uh an unfortunate thing for you guys given that you guys have comfortably won the league and mm -hmm. i think i think it's it would be worth remembering that although lewandowski has cooled down quite a bit he is a huge part of the reason why you guys have won the league because before the World Cup, he scored an incredible amount of goals, right? And that was a huge kind of launching pad for you guys to to, yeah. to create to to get all these points. So that should be remembered. Um, I guess the concern with him is his age. Um, I also got to say, like, what's I understand completely the sentimental reason of bringing back Messi and there seems to mm. be an effort to do so. I do wonder how, if that is actually a smart move from yeah. a sporting perspective. Um, yeah. And it would, if it would just be better, you know, just going with more younger wingers who, yeah, you and I have talked about this. You got to change your style. If you bring back Messi. Yeah. Um, you don't get the defensive sacrifice that a Chavi wants from his players. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. I you know, as an outsider, I'm I'm fascinated to see what the short term future of Barca is in a lot of ways. Because on one hand you have the up and comers like Gabi and Pedri, but then on the other hand, you do still have a huge core of older players. Yeah. And who does who's the goal scorer after Lewandowski? That's a big question mark. Um, you know, we have the same question mark in Madrid with Benzema, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I think I this team can improve, obviously. And I agree with you that I, like so many, of course, have obvious questions from a sporting perspective with regards to a possible return of the GOAT. Um I think the question is as well, like where does Xavi want to improve this squad? What happens with, I mean, a lot of players like, you know, I think this summer is going to be very interesting for Barca, given the fact that we still need to lower our salary cap, like 200 million, 
euros or something crazy and uh at the same time have you know a handful of assets that clubs could be interested in and a lot of those are of course are younger prospects knowing that you're going to have Lewandowski for another season Xavi quite vocal about Busquets playing another season Sergi Roberto just renewed his contract so yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of these old guards like you say that were still gonna be here next season um so where does it leave these younger players yeah yeah i think that's interesting you know, Chelsea like you, and, you guys don't yeah. really have anyone expiring anytime soon like the only one expiring this summer is busquets who who may stay another season still uh yeah. rafinha 2027 ferran 2027 um yeah. The thing is those players have you could argue have, you know, more market as in Ferran is still young. He's 22 years old. He was acquired last season, you know, assuming that Barça paid reported what was it 55 million for him. How much can you sell him for next summer in order to get a good price or not lose money, right? I mean I don't think a club would want to pick him up for for 55. Taking amortization into account, uh, his salary, et cetera. Like, what would you need to sell him for? Let's, you know, toss up a number. Like, I don't know, 40-something, 45. For who? Between 40 for, for Ferran. No way anyone's paying 40 for Ferran. Come on. No chance. What about a Rafinha? You know, 75, mil- or 75 million paid. If he would have to go, he, he, he has a, he's a player that has market for sure. What would you sell him for? Certainly not 75 again. So you're looking again, where could you sell him in order to at least break even? Um, I, to be quite honest with you, and I don't like, I'm sure there are Barca fans who would disagree with this take. I, don't, I think he is probably the least of your concerns. I, I think you... You don't you don't sell Rafinha. I think he's a really good squad player to have, and uh, I think he's one of the ones that you should keep. I, I'm more worried about the older players, the younger like Ferran. Okay, that's a, that's a different one story. But Rafinha at least gives you the profile of like if Dembele's injured, he gives you the profile you need as a dribbler or line breaker, and a player even though he doesn't look great at times, like he did in Clasico, can also provide you with good stuff and. Maybe just ride the wave with him. Um, I guess I'm more more thinking about like the is Dembele old guard. Mm, he has no. only like one year left on He's his like contract. Middle guard. The healthy Dembele. Healthy Dembele is someone that every team would want. Um, question six is years. Six. When has he been healthy in crunch times? Like very similar to Neymar in. PSG story. That's here. true. He did give you guys a pretty good run this season up until he it got injured, great. though. It was the best Dembele we talked about, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm more con- I'm more concerned for you guys about, like, who is the depth after Pedri and Gavi and Frankie. Um, mind you, those are, that's a really, those are three really awesome midfielders, so I guess it doesn't necessarily matter who you fill it out with, but... Well, what annoys me is like, you know, Pablo Torre was brought in with all this excitement because of what we were seeing from him, how he carried Santander, um, 
this prospect that played, you know, Barca style football, already leader of his squad. He was like 17 there. And, and, and you know, the, the focal point of that Santander game uh, carried them to, to success, gets brought in under the pretext of, all right, well, officially it's the B team, Barca Atletic, but he's never going to train with them. He'll be constantly called up to the first squad as well. But He's never had minutes, man. Like, we have not seen anything from this kid other than a few odd minutes in the Copa del Rey and, and for Barça Atletic with Rafa Márquez, where he actually had an immediate impact on, on his very first game. He gave a deadly pass uh, into the box, and they scored within the opening. It was like the quickest game. I, I was calling that game. It was the quickest game in, in, in like, the... the, the the uh i think it was the youth was it youth league it might have been the youth league um you talk about depth my answer is pablo torre that's what he was brought in for right yeah we have a nico out on loan to valencia i thought you know his future was here uh has he not been playing regularly for barca b torres pablo torre Uh, torre no no, no, not regularly, no. Not at all. That make, that that doesn't seem to make sense. If he's not playing with the A team, he should at least be playing with the big B team, no? Yeah, well, he's only played, like, top of my head, I think it's, like, three games. Hmm. hmm. Well, he's played three games in La Liga. Three games in the Champions League. Is that right? If it's if it's on transfer mark, then... That's what it says, yeah. I wonder if it was those... Yeah, I I don't remember when he played in the Champions League, but um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, so those Look are all the minutes. Questions. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't done anything minute wise. I mean, one of his Champions League appearances, I think he came on to the ninety fifth minute, so that counts, I guess, but not really. <clears throat> yeah, those are all interesting questions about Barca, I think, and, and how that juggles. Um. I always find it interesting to see how these things play out because as we know, season to season can be wildly different. Things don't go as projected. And, you know, in some ways we do face some of the similar problems, like who replaces Lewandowski and Benzema. Neither of us really know the answer to that. Um, You guys already have the post-Alba guy. That's Balde. You, Araujo is super young. Hyundai's yeah. not old. You guys are, are Pedri and Gavi and Frankie are really young. You guys are, I guess I'm I'm kind of interested to see how you fill out the depth and also who yeah. is the star. Because I think that's the main question is who's going to be the attacking star? Yeah. I don't really have mm-hmm. that for the future lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a lot of talk. It's just, it, it also, you know, this Victor Roque kid from Brazil, um, you know, it's it's like your token Brazilian. Your that gets taught the name that gets tossed around. Another season, another Brazilian. I feel, and that's no disrespect towards these guys. It's just that like we just kind of have to suppose that they are the hot shit over there because the press is telling us. Unless you are uh, super diligent and watch all the. Brazilian <clears throat> football matches, uh, or the, the, what's the, the La Liga called uh, over there? Whatever, the Primera División. Primera, yeah, oh. something like that. So, okay. Um, Diego, I got to run, but do you want to give us some Champions League predictions? City, Bayern I'm, I'm, today? 
I'm like finishing this pod on a massive downer. I'm realizing we're in deep shit. Um, you guys are league champions. Lots yeah, to look yeah. forward. Did not tell you. Did not fucking tell you. Like we are league champions, and it's like the most pessimistic that I've seen I people around me. I love it. Uh, I love it. Can cannot <laughs> wait to see the cover of Mundo Deportivo after Real Madrid win the Champions League in Copa del Rey. Oh my God! Please, I'm don't. kidding. Kidding. Please, That's not. Gonna, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. Don't worry. Good. I, I'm also, I, I told Maridistas after the, I think the day after Classico, I said, hey guys, I know you guys are all enjoying this, but just wait till the Osasuna final rolls around. Low block, frustrating game. It's going to be lots of suffering. Just wait for it. And we got... Come on, Jacobo. Come, come on, Jacobo, arrasate. Come on, Chimi. Oh, the fury of Chimi. Come on, Abde. I, I, I'm hoping for an upset. In that one. Also, some more, some, something else for you to cheer about. What? I think this might be the first time all season Chelsea tomorrow will have, Lampard will have his whole squad available. Kante's mm. yeah. back, Espiriqueta's back, Mount is back, uh, Thiago Silva's back. So just would wait. You, are you happy, would you rather have faced Lampard's Chelsea or Luis Enrique's Chelsea? Lampard. Of course. Yo, you but you never know. Pitch. That could come back it. to bite me because Lampard is like the, you know, the, I don't know, the respected figure who could inspire them. You know, Give everyone knows him. They're not going to do shit. This is going to be a cakewalk until the semis against City. One City. Oh, you think City's going to beat Bayern? Yes, I do. Oh. Because it's Pep? Yes. Oh, I have, uh, I really got to go, but I have to, I can't. Not bring this up to you. Did you see Pep's quote about Michael Jordan? Yes. Thoughts? Yes. As in, he won six and played 16 seasons. It just seemed like he was excusing. I don't think he should be comparing himself to Michael Jordan. I think he should be comparing himself to Phil Jackson. Oh, very good. Well, you'll what be able to ask him that in the pregame or the postgame when Real Madrid faced Ch- uh, City. Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, I, that's ask a good one. I, I will, actually. I'll ask him that. That's a good one. I have to think <laughs> of the wording. Um, also, Zidane would disagree with that. Zidane won three Champions League titles in one year. It's crazy. His ratio is uh, is incredible. No, it's insane. Um, but Pep, you gotta win one. You can't. You're not even in the six for sixteen conversation. Not even close. You're He's, right he now. Knows it. You're in the one in for thirty conversation. You gotta at least get two and thirty. He, he needs to win another. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for those confused, you can look it up. But Pep said that it's in the Champions League. It's more common to lose. And look at Michael Jordan. He he won. He played sixteen seasons. Only won six rings. Uh, all right, Diego, this was fun. All right, Playboy. When yes. are you doing Thursday or Friday this week? Thursday, sir. All right, patreon.com slash churros y tacticas for the raw Thursday edition where Diego will be celebrating Chelsea's win over Real Madrid. Come on. And, the first uh, one is where? In in Stamford Bridge or? Uh, no, Bernabeu. Bernabeu. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know why I'm getting my hopes up. No, you should. Be because you should meeting. because... We no longer have the burnabout for the second leg comeback. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, congrats, Diego. The plan is working perfectly. No congrats better. Congrats on the league. Congrats on Osasuna winning Copa. Congrats on uh, Chelsea beating Real Madrid. Uh, I'm really happy for Thank you. you. Uh, pitching, better, pitching next time, buddy. All right, this was fun. Right, Take too. care. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.